Cody. Yeah. I would like to play a game with you right oh, now. Oh boy. Called Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. And it has a point to it. I promise. I know every <laughs> okay. time this happens, you think there isn't a point, and there is a point to it. I promise. I'm sure there's a roundabout way to get to Twilight or something of that sort. Yes. I would like you to choose the truths and the lie out of this. Okay. One, I have broken and lost the middle finger nail on my nail. Oh, this is my hell. I hate this. I have danced in a nightclub on a cruise ship. See, I was gonna say bullshit because you at a club would never happen, but added a cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) And... I have purchased a rap CD in sixth grade, (laughs) specifically, (laughs) and I'm adding some length here just for emphasis because (laughs) the main reason that I bought it was because this CD had 50 cents candy shop on it. Okay. That one was very specific, so I don't think you had a convoluted, like, mind palace situation before recording to make that one up. I really like picturing you dancing in a nightclub on a boat. That's really fun for me. (laughs) Not sure if it's true, but also the first one is really gross, and I don't want that to be true. Okay, what are your final answers? I'm gonna go with the first one is a lie. That would be wrong. Okay. (laughs) You gotta Um, tell me what it is. (laughs) Yes, so the lie was I did not dance on a cruise ship. I was You are one in my year, mind. <laughs> I was one year too young on the cruise ship that I went on a Disney cruise. Oh my God. Yeah, it was for teens. God, if you fun. said Disney too, I would have been like so into it. Like I would have literally just said, I want photos, video, everything that possibly would have happened from that experience because that is the epitome of alexandria that is you to a t that is everything you've ever been ever and just ever will be bopping, bopping to cheetah girls yeah to like <laughs> to 90s and 2000s disney songs but yeah. like in a club setting so there's like lights and like drinks and stuff but on a boat on a boat <laughs> excuse me good sir can i get another shirley temple please <laughs> thank you that's what i'm saying yeah that is what i I'm know saying. I was so bummed. I was one year too young. Okay, so so when I turn 21, we're going on a Disney cruise and we're reliving this fever dream fantasy. (laughs) Oh my god. Can we please? Yes. um, Yeah, I was 12, so I was one (laughs) year too young for the teens club. Um, But yes, I will now be very... Okay, (laughs) I will be very old for this. I want liquor involved so <laughs> i agree i think that that's a great idea um the wait, reason so you're why... telling me hold the fuck up wait a minute we need to like deconstruct this disney cruise situation and the fact that there was a teens club event <laughs> on this boat um, yes and you as a 12 year old tried to get in but you couldn't because it was for teens um yes what i just like what <laughs> is the t- <laughs> What is really the boundary between 12 and 13 in which the people at Disney are like, absolutely not. You cannot dance to these fine tunes on this boat that we've situated for you. I mean, fuck if I know. I just ended up basking in the sun and reading the diary of Anne Frank, which, like, it was a great time for me, so. See, okay, when I think of Allie, I think of two moods. One is you (laughs) bopping to show tunes on a boat Disney cruise. The other is you 
basking in the sunshine, reading a diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> you know. Those are your two constant moods, just one after another. Let me add in also, just to enhance the duality of man. The reason why I wanted to play this game with you today was because of the last prompt that I gave you. um, Okay. The 50 cent CD. Sure. So I am currently pet sitting, hence all of the lovely pet sounds that we get during these podcasts. (laughs) And I uncovered this particular CD of 50 cent the fantastic 50 cent (laughs) and i just i want you all to imagine 11 to 12 year old Allie, who definitely had braces definitely used a lot of hair gel to control her curls oh my god um going to a record store to purchase (laughs) this cd of 50 cent because all of the boys that she was around and playing basketball with loved 50 cent oh my god and not realizing (laughs) until she was blasting candy shop that it was about fornication and still playing it anyways i i have transcended i am a cloud i am just i'm (laughs) not a shell of a man i am just i am the sun i am just everything this is my dream this is the best thing that's ever (laughs) happened to me this past 10 minutes on this podcast is the greatest 10 minutes of my entire life Allie, you need to know this you need to know how great this was on my being okay 50 years from now when i'm writing my uh, memoir about my life. When you are 50 Cent? Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I've become 50 Cent. Yeah. This will be the foundational part of my life. <laughs> this is where it all happens. Like, my dreams come true after this. This is what sets me to do what I am going to do in my life. This yeah. is it. This is where it begins. <laughs> I think that moment of me walking into that store as an 11-year-old being like, yes, 18-year-old who is begrudgingly at this job, I would like this one CD, please, was the setting stone for me becoming who I was. I and now, it. when I was this week getting my nose pierced, I was like, yeah, yeah, I think it's all led up to this, actually. <laughs> 11 year old me would be so proud. She would be so proud and that you know I was what? going so hard. So, what 50 cents, you know? Honestly, <laughs> get him on the goddamn phone. Oh. <sighs> I hope he's proud. I hope he's proud that we're discussing this on a intersectional analytical podcast about Twilight. Yeah. If you weren't aware that that's still what this podcast is about. Hi, welcome to the Twilight. It's been forty five minutes of fifty cent talk. (laughs) Where we discuss fifty cent and also Bella getting that good dick. Welcome to Fifty Seconds Fifty Cent, starring Allie and Cody. Hi. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. <laughs> the precursor to every episode of The Twilight from now on. I mean, isn't it really a good precursor that we're discussing 50 Cent now since we'll be discussing 50 Shades of Grey later on? Oh, stop. I don't want to think about that. You know, keep it in mind. And with that, Cody, how are you doing? I am uh listen i know it is comedy sabotage to talk about the weather but i'm gonna talk about the fucking weather for a goddamn minute because the city of chicago is underwater it is oh (laughs) it has been raining for two days straight it has not stopped for 48 hours it is typhoon last night we didn't have like any wi-fi it was ridiculous oh my god it took us like two hours to watch a 45 minute episode of rupaul's drag race it was not ideal so the rain has brought back (laughs) dial-up yeah basically we are living in what seems like 2005 
and I, I am that. I am inadvertently role playing as Bella Swan right now in 2005 with my internet situation. So that's how does that great. make you feel? Um, awful. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, I want to see you in like a short film where you're a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and you're just like, oh, all right. Like, how does that? Make you feel. How do you... Mm, let's deconstruct this, actually. Let's unpack this, shall we? Let's... <laughs> My psychiatry office would have lots of comfy blankets and just be me eating waffles while people talk. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> you have, like, a box of Eggos just stacked on each other. And just one yeah. by one, you're like, yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> And me somehow meticulously, because by that point I have glowed up and become my true adult form, I don't get syrup on me when Damn. I eat waffles. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a whole That's really level. all I want. <laughs> Listen, yeah. 2017, we're going to make it happen. It's going to be your goal for the year. <laughs> if at some point I don't get syrup in between the cracks of my boobs or <laughs> like on my chin when I eat oh waffles... God. I will become my final form, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Hey, do you want to talk about Twilight? I mean, we might as well, right? Because these two chapters make me very excited. They are buck wild. Because we left off on kind of a hefty note. Yeah, it was kind of a cliffhanger. Because it was like, oh man, there's a vampire inside of this house. We don't know who it is, though. Ooh, and then Jacob was like... Fuck you. How dare you. Bye. Also, friends, if I can break the fourth wall for just a hot minute. um, Please. I'm having a tough time staring at my show notes um, because (laughs) literally Tom is staring at me and I'm not being... I'm not being a hypochondriac this time. Um, I'm not being a nervous Nelly. Cody literally copy and pasted MySpace Tom into my show notes, and I'm struggling. I was going to see how long it would take for you to break him up. I just... I I'm trying we to make to an episode, down, but <laughs> and his fucking smile is haunting me right now. So I'm just it saying is, it's you know he's just trying his best. I just you know what fuck this. I I gotta get him out of here because I <laughs> need to focus on Alice and I literally is it not gonna let me delete him? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Just as it would not let me delete him. He just encrypted himself into the file. He's like, I am here forever now. You can't this delete me. This is some Illuminati bullshit. I hate this. So, chapter 17. My good friends, Alice is back. Yeah, boys. It's not Victoria. We all thought. No, you yeah, thought. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> pranked you. Pranked you. Got you good. And Bella is a blubbering mess. I mean, aren't we all? Honestly, I am as well. We are all symbolically running into her arms and just crying. Yes. (laughs) Just so happy that it's something else besides these werewolf boys. Exactly. As you would expect from Stephanie, we get a page-long description of how Alice smells. And honestly, for the moment, I'm okay with it because it's something else. Um, (laughs) A mere distraction. I was okay with it until I realized that Alice then scooped Bella up and put her into her lap like a little, uh, like a little I babe. I love it. But it was, <laughs> like it was pure and I liked like it. Like she's two feet tall. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what Alice is. And I, I do really like that little image of a little, like, a little sprout, a little pixie. Yeah. Picking up an actual, like, human and uh, putting them I into their it. lap. I do think it's adorable that 
Alice is kind of handling Bella, even though she wants to kill her. Yeah. Uh, and has not fed, <laughs> which is adorable. Uh, She's like, oh God, I want to eat you so bad. Please, please God. <laughs> yep. Which I think is adorable. Then it quickly turns into Alice being thoroughly unamused with Bella. Yeah, real quick. Yep. <laughs> Which is fantastic uh, of her just being like... We get some great (laughs) dialogue of like, hey, uh, would you like to explain to me how you're alive? Amazing. Exactly. Which, honestly, everyone should be asking Bella at every chance they should get. It's like, hey, how are you? Mm." Yes. I loved that. And those are the quality pieces of dialogue that I missed from Alice, honestly. Yeah. Yep. I needed it a lot. (sighs) God, I missed her. I did not know that I needed her quoting Edward perfectly, and that sending yeah. Bella back into a spiral, so yikes. Like, as if she needed that. Yes. But I did think that it was adorable, though, that she was trying to explain and, like, assure Bella that she hadn't been spying on her, <laughs> but it was just happening regardless, which I thought was uh, cute. She was like, I'm like trying. Like, her brain was like, hey, look at her. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this fucking mess that's happening over there. <laughs> Please, God, why did you leave her alone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was cute that Alice was like, I was trying to respect your space, I promise, but you were uh, just such a danger magnet that, like, I couldn't handle it anymore. Like, it wasn't so prevalent to me how much we were missing out on, like, just femme sensitivity and just, like, female friendships in New Moon, this very moment, because we right? never get anyone asking Bella how she is and, like, actually genuinely caring about her state of being and her, just her mind and how she's emotionally ke- dealing with trauma and all the stuff that she's been through. And now we're just like, oh, it just feels like home and it feels like we're actually, you know, Bella's being taken care of in a way that's not, like, damaging. And that's nice. It is. It's so nice. And the nice thing, too, is that even with Stephanie's horrid writing, (laughs) there is such a clear distinction between people not taking Bella's Mm -hmm. words at face value when it's someone like Alice versus someone like Jacob. When Alice is being like, so you, you jumped off a cliff. And Bella's like, well, no, no, no. I mean, I did it for recreational purposes. Which, oh and my Alice God. And Alice just, like, <laughs> Alice just, like, glares at her, right? And it's clear that Alice doesn't believe her, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very clear in that moment that she's doing it from, I don't know, a space of caring. Yeah, and it's and, a genuine and concern. Wanting, exactly. Whereas if it was someone else, if it was, like, Jacob or even Mike or something like that, fuck like Newton, it would be something where it was coming from... A selfishness or something mm-hmm. to preserve their value. Right. So it's just nice to see someone caring about Bella for no reason other than because they care. <sighs> so it's refreshing. God yes. bless. <laughs> so that was nice. The interesting thing about that, and the reason why Alice even comes, we find out, is because she didn't see Bella get pulled out of the water. Dun dun dun. So she was like, this girl's nice. definitely dead. <laughs> yep. She just literally fell into the water and that was and that. was eaten by the sea take it over yeah. <laughs> never to be seen again exactly so bella tries to remind her like nope jacob save me that's literally why i'm here i'm in hi hello i am (laughs) physically here in front of you yep exactly and alice just stares at her like what are you what are you talking about i'm supposed to be the one who knows all what do you what are you saying to me (laughs) i am a human crystal ball that is exactly and the odd thing too is so she asks like so you were arguing outside. What do you? Who were you arguing with? And she's like, Well, of course, Jacob Black. 
my best friend, mm. you know, Jacob. <laughs> and <laughs> so, of course, she has to explain how Jacob managed to pull her out if Bella couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And that's when Bella has, again, an allegiance crisis. Honestly, the crisis is like two seconds and then she immediately spills the beans. Like, she really doesn't again. have any allegiance at this point. <laughs> yeah, her allegiance crises just don't seem to be much of a crisis at all anymore. No. Absolutely not. It's like, fuck it, fuck you, whatever. (laughs) My favorite thing is the sentence, quote, see, well, he's sort of a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, sort of? (laughs) What do you, yeah. Uh, What that reminds me of is the vine where the guy's like, in all areas except physical, I am a wolf. (laughs) And he just like, (laughs) have you seen that one? Tell me you've seen that one. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. Okay, but that he's like a furry, and he like yips at the water. Unreal. Alice is literally shook. (laughs) Doesn't understand what's going on. Especially because Bella knows more backstory than she does in that moment. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, well, I mean, Carlisle's known about these guys for a long time. Weren't you with them back then? And she's like, what the the fuck do you mean? What? what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Sorry, you talk about my my Carlisle? Um, like, you know him, and like, sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah, and then, of course, we get the conversation about scent again. Which, you know, is about time. Right, yes. And we find out that apparently Bella smells awful now. And it's not her strawberry shampoo. So, that's great. (laughs) We also get the fantastic dialogue of, your best friend is a werewolf? (laughs) So that's great. Um, uh, no, that's really good. And also Belle being like, there's nothing wrong with werewolves. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, two defensive. minutes before you were like about to like gun for Jacob because he was definitely probably a murderer in your mind. Like, that's wha- true. I just, what that's are you true. doing, <laughs> ma'am? Yeah. But of course, anyone who comes for her, Jacob, absolutely not. Alice loses it because of the fact that she finds out that not only is Bella best friends with a werewolf, but she's best friends with a young werewolf, so that's not good. Nope, and, <laughs> No, not good. Especially because <laughs> Edward had given her explicit instructions to stay out of trouble. And yet. And yet. Um, <laughs> so that's not good. <laughs> Bella tries to describe and explain the whole situation to Alice of like, well, of course the Quilliots are only trying to do their job. There's mm-hmm. been other vampires around, and Alice is like, the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, We've been what? gone. I don't understand. And she has to describe everything, of course, because Alice did not know that not only was Victoria around, mm-hmm. but Laurent was around as well, which I understand for plot reasons this has to happen, but, like, logically, that seems surprising to me. Right. Like, she literally can see things with her brain, and that's her whole thing. And all the vampires are, like, in tune with each other in ways. Like, it seems unrealistic that she would have been blindsided by all of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, you'd think that they'd all have, like, a live journal or something. You know, <laughs> like, some vampire Twitter is like, Hey, man, I'm over at Forks. I'm just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Living my best life. Selfie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. man, here at my boy Laurent's funeral, I'm pouring one out in a sick fucking <laughs> denim-ass vest. <laughs> Born out a whole thing of Henny just for him. Because that's what he would have wanted. Hashtag gets hurt. Like. <laughs> oh, no. 
I do love how we get to see Bella call herself a danger magnet, and I want that just, like, tattooed on her forehead, and just, like, everything. That provides some really interesting ideas for merch. Um, That's literally what I wrote inside of my book. Literally, I have that written down in my book. Really? I love that. I love that a lot. Thank you. We're business married, so we think about these things. (laughs) Yes, we're also apparently business psychics, so that's great. I want to discuss the fact that my dog's barking. Um, I also (laughs) want to discuss the fact that Alice doesn't think that leaving was a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Me the fuck too. (laughs) What I neglected to tell you all before we started recording is that I I am actually taking care of werewolves right now. (laughs) And what you hear as dogs are actually werewolves. <laughs> wolf boys, wolf boys. Yes, they're they're all little wolf boys. My gender is little wolf boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not little drummer boy. No. no, little wolf boy. I mean, listen, certain times of the year, definitely little drummer boy, but <laughs> it comes in waves. <laughs> it comes in waves. It's seasonal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely a seasonal identity. <sighs> okay. I thought that it was interesting that Alice cannot figure out whether it's a good idea that she decided to come here or not as soon as she figured out how bad Bella is doing. Right. As soon as Bella realizes that Alice is thinking about leaving, she starts to, like, literally lose it and start to hyperventilate. Mm. And Alice's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, <cool>. uh, <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I've been okay. back for two minutes and you're already, like, this dependent. Yes, which makes me super sad. It it's really me. sad. Yeah, it, that... And, like, it's just that that Bella, like, God, I'll say, I said it before and I'll say it again, Bella doesn't get the support from literally anyone else in her life. And so, like, when she comes back, she sets up a false pretense that, you know, she's going to have that support for a while. But, like, she needs to get in her mind that these people, like, she doesn't really, I mean, she does understand this, but it still doesn't, like, help. that The fact they're always moving and they're always never constant and all these things. So, like, she just needs to grip onto something. <laughs> I know. Especially when it's, like, this sort of support from Alice, which she doesn't get from, like, Charlie or from her friends that she doesn't have or Jacob or anything. And the, I guess the nice thing about her friendship with Alice, too, is Alice is the only one who can tell her that she looks like a mess. Mm-hmm. And it be, I don't know, like, <laughs> out of love. You right. know, like, that's how friendship should be. Mm-hmm. Because Alice tells her, like, you look like hell. And I thought that it was funny right. that Bella's like, I drowned. <laughs> yeah. Um, which and she was also a- like, I'm trying my best. And I'm like, same. Yeah. I know. And that hurt me when Bella was yeah. like, look, I'm doing really my real. best. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. The, this whole conversation, too, especially when Bella's like, what did you think you were going to find here? Yeah. Uh, fuck, that hurt so much. Yeah. The the idea of her being like, what did you expect to see? Skipping around and whistling show tunes? Like, oh, man. Right. I feel like she didn't realize how much not just Edward leaving would affect her, but, like, all of them leaving would affect her. Like, exactly. they had such a strong relationship. She had such a strong relationship with, with all of them for all different reasons and, like, a family. And, yeah. like, it wasn't just Edward leaving that fucked her up. It was, like... They were her friends, and they were, like, literally all that she had. So it wasn't just like, oh, your boyfriend left for whatever. It was, like, everyone that you've been attached to for the past year and, like, your core group of friends and people that you love a lot. Poof. All gone. Yeah. As if they never existed. Literally. (laughs) Yep. To quote the Coens. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's so bad. Um, 
I'm imagining so, them like waving their arms and like trying to do a magic trick. Like, we're never here. Yeah. <laughs> you never saw us. The only time that they ever have capes, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just for a bit. Yeah, You're like exactly. sawing Jasper in half. Like. <laughs> oh fuck i love this um they're having this serious conversation and then all of a sudden the phone rings and it's just jake being an asshole yeah literally (laughs) so ridiculous it's like a two second phone call he's like hey man just making sure you're alive and she's like yeah man i told you it was gonna be fine he's like yeah okay and then hangs up (laughs) like that was it yeah and the the important thing to remember too for you is that basically this chapter so 17 and 18 are going to be condensed in the movie Mm. and he's not as well that's not true he's still just as much of a dick like he's definitely a piss baby in this whole scene but this part doesn't happen and i forgot that this part happened so i was like what the fuck is this Um, (laughs) so ridiculous it's so unnecessary too like the the fucking nerve to like call her home and just like, ask an if she's okay and then just be like immediately hangs up before yep. she even gives an explanation is wild <sighs> yeah it's so annoying like okay. peak fuckboy shit <laughs> honestly yes this next little bit of conversation between alice and bella hurts so much and i don't know how you felt about the fact that bella's just being like please don't leave and stuff mm-hmm. but i was listening to it as usual, like, with Ileana Kadushin. And the way that she, <laughs> like, narrated this part, especially the the line that Alice says of, I have a house, Bella. She said mm. it in such a cold voice, and it hurt so much. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I thought of it, I mean, I laughed at that line because it was just like, I have a home here. Like, it's still here. Yeah. But, like, that's really interesting that it was more like a, or if it was, you know, read in that tone, that would be like, yeah. Bella. Come on. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, this whole scene, I guess, just in general hurts because of the fact that Bella's reminded that these people are real and that everything that she's gone through is real and Mm. that she's reminded with the concept that it could all be taken away with her and that realistically nobody would know that Alice even came back for this Mm -hmm. moment. And so she's just on the verge yeah. of hysterics again. Just gripping into someone to, like, confirm that that happened. Yes. I did think that it was super cute that Alice was like, all right, I'll come back. Just give me an hour. Can you be mm-hmm. fine for literally 60 <laughs> minutes? And uh, then she, like, tunes into her brain and is like, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought so that, good. that was super cute. And she is, which is good. I did think that it was important that we finally get a part of Bella eating. I yep. I remember in Twilight that that was such a huge deal for us that mm-hmm. we didn't get a lot of scenes of Bella actually eating. Yep. So it was refreshing even though the discussion of her eating it's more so it's not mindful eating that's for right. sure. No yeah and like even still like our problems with her not being shown eating like I get that you know writing a scene about somebody eating is not like literary genius or fun at all but like the fact that, at least in Twilight, she was always in situations in a cafeteria, which is literally about eating. Like, the entire purpose of that institution is to eat. And the fact that she wasn't eating was, like, red flags. Yes. But I do like that we see her at home also eating, because it's more now, like, we see it as, like, a coping mechanism. Which isn't healthy, but, like, we see inner workings of her brain and her, like, state of mind at the moment. Right. Oh. Which is important. Speaking of state of mind, Bella says Edward's name aloud. Yeah. So that's a turning point. That's huge. (laughs) 
Uh, seen as the only other time that she said that was when she thought she was going to die with mm-hmm. Laurent. So that's wild. Especially because she mentions to herself anyway that she's, she'd deal with that when Alice was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, she promised herself anyway. Yeah. And they're having a conversation about Edward not being there because she's in Denali, like in Alaska with Tanya's group and stuff. And mm-hmm. then we find out that Charlie's back. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Um, <laughs> Cody, do you want to tell? Um, do you want to tell the folks at home what's in our show notes, with Charlie? Okay, I feel like you're dragging me, but I will take this. No, lead. this was um, a joint decision. <laughs> you're right. Okay, so um, Ali wrote a sporadic uh, list of show notes <laughs> this time around. I'm just imagining her furiously typing on her phone in like her time I was. Over, like break. <laughs> just I was. Like, and so one of the bullet points is literally just Charlie, sad face. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so not even I emoji, thought, just like a literal No, like the like emoticon, colon. like yeah, colon parentheses, sad yeah. face. And so I thought, hey man, I love Charlie a lot, and I think he's an important part of this program. So I decided to <laughs> highlight it, as you do when you have a collaborative Google Docs and like to fuck with shit. And then I changed the font size to 42, no, 72. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely 72. And then italicized and bolded the frowny face. (laughs) And it's just so perfect. It's very good in contrast to all the other actual content inside of this spreadsheet. (laughs) Because... Y'all, Charlie's having a really rough time, and I feel bad. He's trying his best. He is. He's trying his best. (laughs) Especially because, okay, so he's come back, right? And Mm -hmm. it says that he didn't even see Bella until she hugged him. Oh, my God. (laughs) It just, it hurts. And, okay, so she has, Bella has to tell Charlie that Alice is there, right? And he's like, Alice Cullen? Is that you? <laughs> and that hurts. Just in tears. And y'all, Alice tells him, right, that she's in the neighborhood. And the first fucking thing out of his mouth <laughs> after that is, and I quote, <sighs> is Carlisle. And he doesn't I, finish like, the sentence. <laughs> I, like, we're not making this up. There is love. And it's It's here. literally there, y'all. It's in the text. It's in the text. We're not doing anything. And fucking Bella tries to, like, undermine this with her point of view that we did not need for this situation by saying... Yeah, Bella, um, shut the fuck up, honestly. (laughs) She's like, both Alice and I knew he wasn't really asking about Carlisle. And like, bitch, you don't know that. (laughs) Not everything about you really Edward, about. (laughs) You're not the only one who got walked out on, Bella. (laughs) Okay. Exactly, Bella. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what he was really asking about was his marriage with Carlisle, so shut up. Not everything's about oh you God. and your fucking romance, Bella, okay? Yeah, There are exactly. other people and there are other loves involved that happen to be vampires yeah. and that happen to be Carlisle. Thank you. Thank anyway. you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's just having a hard time, y'all, and yeah. it just makes me sad because all he wants is for his friends to stop dying and for his lovers to stop leaving. Literally. Like, can uh, we just? Why are we killing all saying. of Car- Charlie's friends? I just, please stop. He doesn't need this. Charlie Swan Defense Squad. 2K forever. <laughs> anyway, um, Bella and Alice are talking about Edward and the fact that apparently Alice doesn't want to tell Edward about her visiting 
Bella because of the fact that he would, quote, bite her head off, which was oh funny. God. And that would be over dramatic if it was anybody but Edward. Yeah, <laughs> so, literally. So that was great. Anyway, Bella's really tired because she l- almost died, lol, um, <laughs> and goes to sleep. And when she wakes up, Y'all, she ends up eavesdropping on a really sad conversation. The uh, saddest but... conversation <laughs> my eyes have ever read. Yes. So Alice and Charlie are having a conversation about what Bella went through after they mm-hmm. left. Which and is y'all... fucking nice because we haven't, we don't get to hear what other people think about Bella and also how she's dealing with stuff, you know, because we're stuck yes. inside of her head. So while it's like, you know, weird and eavesdroppy, like we get to see another perspective on the stuff that's happening, especially in regards to Bella. It was very refreshing, especially because one, we get to understand more of Charlie's perspective. Yeah. And two, we get to see two people that matter a lot to Bella mm-hmm. expressing concern and care for her. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. But this this dialogue just hurt a lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Especially because we get we actually get a scene in this that we didn't during the October to January part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Charlie discusses that during the first week he was afraid that he would have to hospitalize Bella because she wasn't eating or drinking. Mm-hmm. And he had Renee come up from Florida. And they were thinking about hospitalizing her because they didn't know what else to do. And when the two of them were packing her clothes, she went from being catatonic to no longer being catatonic and Mm. threw a tantrum and started throwing her clothes everywhere and screaming, saying that she wouldn't leave, which is really painful (laughs) to think about. Yeah. Especially, like, Bella doing that. Yeah. And then just knowing, because, I mean, he goes on to discuss, like, you know, she went back to a routine, but he mentions the fact that, you know, she broke her CDs and wouldn't watch TV with him and and stuff like that, which is just sad to think about. Especially because Bella is listening to all this stuff, pretending to be asleep, and she has the realization that she thought all this time that she was fooling Charlie. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's realizing now that, she did not fool no. him no. one bit, yeah. which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. And Alice is hearing about all this for the first time, and yeah. it's just, this fucking blows. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I mean, on one hand, it's like, what did you expect? But on the other hand, like, it's so easy to remove yourself from a situation and not realize the impact of what that would have on someone. Right. But then, like, when you're literally talking to the person who's raising this kid and, like, how it's affecting her so like deeply and stuff like she can't avoid that even like by leaving and stuff like that's yeah like it's yeah. changing it's it changed Bella and like forever right how did you feel about when Charlie starts to kind of go off but so like basically when he's talking about Jacob yeah um I just mm, I ha- I just I don't know <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that's literally my feelings about everything but he starts talking about how you know Jacob is such a good friend to her and like they could have such a solid friendship and a really good support system but then he's also like well Jacob's really old for his years and he's you know he's you know taking care of his father and like just like Bella had to take care of Renee and all this stuff and so he's matured and all that stuff and like I get it I get it that's fair but it's just it doesn't have to always be romantic relationships like I just feel like we keep 
going to the point where it's like, hey man, let's solidify this as an option for you because you need romance and you can't just be, f- you know, you can't be fine with just friendships, you yeah. know? And even Charlie, even Charlie, come on! <laughs> like, I know. I did think that it was important, though, that even it's even mentioned in here that he notices the, quote, lack of opposition. Like, Alice yeah. isn't trying to put up a fight here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he he backs down then and notices that even with Jacob around, she's still grieving and yeah. mourning from that. Yeah. <sighs> this whole this whole conversation just fucking sucks because yep. <laughs> of the fact that like she's hurting and I know I know Alice knew that she would. Mm. But it's it's a whole different kind of situation because I know that I know especially Alice being the kind of person that she is mm-hmm. was definitely preoccupied these past couple months. Right. Not only worried about Edward but taking care of Jasper with all like all the things that he was grieving with and mm-hmm. trying to micromanage and deal with everybody else. And so I think that even though, you know, she cares about Bella, I don't think that it was a priority, especially after mm-hmm. them moving away. Yeah, so to sure. come back and realize like, oh shit, this has all been going on, plus there's been vampires here, like we let mm-hmm. this person down. Yeah. Not only as like someone that we genuinely care about, but like as a as immortals, we right. let this person down. And so it's just a shitty conversation to I mean, it's not shitty. Like this is an important part of the plot. It's right. just it sucks to read because it hurts, I yes. guess. But it definitely is important because, you know, she has to realize this impact like firsthand, yes. you know? Yeah. And I think that it was also important, especially coming from Charlie, like from a parent, that he mentions that even though he adores Alice, that he's worried about what her being here will do to Bella too, which I thought was an important part. And I thought that it was also important too that he mentions, I don't know, the last bit of their conversation when Mm. Alice mentions that Edward's in South America and Charlie tries to get all like smug and stuff. And and Alice is like, well, I mean, it's not, the grass isn't always greener, you know? Yeah. So I thought that that was important too. How did you feel about getting some more backstory about Alice? Um... Great. Out of all the vampires and stuff, like like you said, does everything for literally everyone, and she's involved in everything, and she has to sort of like take care of everything and micromanage everything, to sort of see like you know her life before this and all this stuff was really interesting and really like putting herself in a vulnerable position for Bella. Yeah, absolutely. Getting a little bit more backstory on what was going on with her prior to being mm-hmm. in the asylum, I think right. was important and just knowing because of the fact that what happened with James and stuff, I think that it was important that Stephanie Meyer didn't just like leave that hanging. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which was nice. Cause I, I wouldn't have put it past her, honestly. <laughs> the next day they're still together, which is good. Um, just Gavin. <laughs> just Gavin. The idea that Charlie has a suit that doesn't really fit him. Um, in the back of his closet is adorable to me. Um, and that hurts me. Um, but he leaves to go to Harry Clearwater's funeral and Bella decides that the one thing that she can give to him is to take some stress off him and clean the house. You know, like a good daughter, like a good female daughter does. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, right, Long Island medium. (laughs) I don't know, just the idea of this. 
on the one hand, like, I got it. I, I mean, right. I, I don't know. I get it. But on the other hand, I was just like, Stephanie, what the fuck? Why did you need like, to do I, this? I also get that. But I do think it's more of Charlie literally does not know how to live by himself and can't take That's care of himself. true. Like, because Bill is always making his food and he's always, and she's always, like, doing, quote unquote, the housework. Yeah. But it's just because he's like a single dad and he never really learned that and was never socialized because, hey, patriarchy kind of does that to you. But, um, and yeah. also just never thought to learn after that and after like being left and also not being in a situation where you had like a woman in the house quote unquote so he's just kind of like yeah I'm, this is my trash hole hello I live here I love it <laughs> <laughs> and Belle's like Jesus Christ get it together <laughs> just let me do this yeah so I don't know I did think that it was nice that I don't know she decided to clean the house and yeah. take care of everything but I did think that it was interesting that Alice instead of helping when she knows that she could have done it faster is just like <laughs> leaning against the door being like so what's up how's everything going you're doing great sweetie <laughs> yeah I just I love that mental image honestly <laughs> I think that that's fantastic especially because so the doorbell rings and Alice doesn't know who it is <laughs> <laughs> so she's like well Bella good luck um I gotta, <laughs> gotta go, go. <laughs> Um, Sorry, there are literal phantoms in front of invisible people in front of your door. Yes. I got a so, skedaddle. one thing about the end of this chapter, and I want you to keep this sentence in mind as we move forward in this series, because mm-hmm. this is a minuscule sentence, but it actually comes in handy a little bit later on in the series. Quote, trust me, it wouldn't be a good idea to have me and Jacob Black in a room together. Um, this is a hilarious sentence and I didn't remember that this was in here. So just keep that in mind that Alice said that as we move forward. (laughs) And so Alice says that and then she runs into Charlie's room and dips out and Bella goes to answer the door. And that is how chapter 17 ends. And then we get to some real fucking shit, y'all. This is where it all (laughs) goes down. So many things are happening. Tell me about it, Cody. Tell me everything. Where do I even begin, Allie? (laughs) I mean, chronologically is probably the best place to start. So like the beginning? So like the wolf boys are here, right? And they're not happy about anything. (laughs) They're all just like as usual, as usual, just like taking the piss and just like not having a grand time. And (laughs) Jacob's like literally like 20 feet behind the door, like doesn't even want to be near them, (laughs) but it's just like arms crossed, like, yeah, I have to be here, whatever. And then Belle's like, what the fuck? What what are you doing? (laughs) Just what do you want? And so he's just like, hey man, I, uh, are there vampires here? Because I don't want to be in any of this nonsense. And she's like, nah, man, she just left. Yep. And they have to fucking shoot the shit. And he has to deliver a message about all this fucking nonsense. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that when Jake decides, okay, there's two things. One, Bella muttering chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was so and good. Two, to Jake literally marching into her house because, wow. Oh, God. Every single episode, I am reminded about the tena- the pure tenacity of teenage boys. <laughs> they know how, how easy they wow. are just manipulated and ready to peacock each other and just willing to succumb to just hyper-masculinity at its finest. And just the fact that, like, Belle's like, hey, how about you come on inside? We can talk about this. And he's like, literally, mind you, like, 
3,000 miles away from the door, and it's just, like, yelling across the way. They're like, no, man, no, this is cool. We can do it here. <laughs> yeah, and just exactly. one word, just saying chicken, under her breath, like, very quietly, just sends him spiraling down and, like, yep. into the home. It's like, you know what? I'll play this fucking game, man. Yep. It's very good. Very nice. <laughs> She read Rovered that motherfucker into his her house. Truly. Real quick. She went to like elementary school playground rules and fucking just yep. <laughs> won. Well, it fucking worked. That's for damn sure. You're not wrong. And what did Jacob want, Cody? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Basically, he was saying that, like, as long as the vampires are here, we're going to prioritize the werewolves over you, you know? Like, yeah. if you pledge your allegiance to the, the Cullen, like, we have to, you know, keep to ourselves because we need to protect ourselves, you know? Right. And so he's like, we're just going to keep over La Push. Like, if you're going to, you know, be with these bloodsuckers and, you know, going to do that, we are not going to protect you. Like, we're not going to go into Forks and try to help you and you're not going to be, like, you know welcome in La Push if you're, like, you know, doing all this. Yeah, things. bros over hoes. Right, literally. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, P- my wolf brothers are over you. My, like, work girlfriend. Sorry, I... <laughs> yeah, push over puss. I need you <laughs> to leave. I can't believe... <laughs> no. I'm like, no. <laughs> Push over puss. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. No, I don't. No. <laughs> well, I was going to say push over kush, but they don't mention weed in there, but. Oh my god. I think puss makes better sense, so. No, wait, hey, hear me out. What if wolf boys are all massive stoners and the reason why Bella fucking reeks is because they're all just <gasps> smoking that sweet kush, you know? Listen. <laughs> Listen. I like that better. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello, wolf boys. Apparently the colons are very anti-werewana then. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh I love that. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. Sorry I interrupted you with my <laughs> push No, I mean, that was like it, basically. <laughs> it was funny that's because true. literally Bella's like, that's it? Whatever, that's leave. True. <laughs> that's true. She does say, like, is that all? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, doesn't she cry? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, because he's like, well, she basically is like, yeah, you can tell your fucking wolf boys that these vampires aren't going to hurt oh, them true. and they're not going to come down and hurt you. And he's like, yeah, whatever, fine. And like, leaves. But it turns out he didn't leave, but, like, in the meanwhile of her thinking that he left and her walking to the kitchen, she's already, like, bursting into tears and is already just swooned with emotion. And meanwhile, he's, like, five feet away from her. It's still very much there. Yeah. He's like, are (laughs) you crying? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he pulls an Edward and he's like, you aren't crying, are you? (laughs) Ugh, guys, can we just stop with this? please. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, being the Jacob that he is, he does the thing where he mentions the promise again, which like, <gasps> God, Ugh, like, kill me. <laughs> Literally um, strike me down. <laughs> if I hear um, the words promise one more time, I just, I can't do oh, it. Oh, then I am sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we get more of Bella and Jacob 
discussing things in a really vague and completely unclear way because the fact that Bella says, can I be friends with excuse Elvis, shut up. I'm trying to discuss something really serious. God. Um, <laughs> so Bella's like, can I be friends with you both at the same time? And so she's talking about Jacob and Alice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm, no, you got to choose me or you got to choose her. Sorry. And, <laughs> and then we get this glorious sentence of her saying, I sniffed and stared at his big feet, which, excuse Stephanie, what the I, fuck? Why? <laughs> why did we do this? <laughs> and Steph. so you Bella have a says, degree. You have literally, you yeah, you have a degree learning. in this thing. Yep. So Bella responds, but you'll wait, right? You'll still be my friend, even though I love Alice too. And <laughs> so he says, yeah, I'll always be your friend, no matter what you love. <sighs> and of course, they make another promise. And then we find out that Bella smells again. God, Bella. We get it, guys. We get it. Like, we don't... But apparently she doesn't smell like that good kush to Jacob. No. She smells like, I don't know, the Spearmint Twins or whatever. Candy, I guess? Sweets? Yeah, like that strawberry shampoo again, I guess. Which isn't what I would, like, think of when I think of, like, what the colons would smell like. Not that I would be thinking of this, but, you know, when you're reading In the Minds of Stephanie Meyer, those are things that pop into your head for no reason. Yeah, I wouldn't think, like, a super sweet, like, sickly sweet kind of thing. Right. But who knows, you know? (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm so tired of reading about how people smell. I've been tired since (laughs) we started in Twilight, so, like... (laughs) But we are very much not over it. So nope. no, never will be. That's great. We get more gross conversation from Jacob and Bella. Shocking. <laughs> well, yeah, because we get them gazing at each other, right? And Bella yeah. is hasn't decided whether she wants Jacob to kiss her or not mm. and is still deciding that as he is moving to kiss her. Mm. And then the <laughs> phone rings. Oh my god. Jacob has the fucking nerve yep. to answer Bella's phone. Who the fuck do you think you are? This isn't your home. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Who raised you? Billy Black did not raise you to be like this. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? The nerve, honestly. This fucking wolf brain got into you. And now you think you can just answer other people's cell phones? How dare you? Other people's home phones? Absolutely not. Who are you? Who do you think you it's are? Get out of here with that shit. Listen, yeah. the, the line was too. crossed with the fucking armrest situation, but now this is another line. How dare you? Especially because all he says is Swan Residence. And then he's not here. And then he's at the funeral. And then he hangs up the phone. And Bella is fucking pissed. As she yep. should be. And she Fair. even says, in my house, on mm-hmm. my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who does and- that? Would you go to someone else's home and answer their home phone? Not that they would ha- still have a home phone. But even just somebody's phone yeah, and somebody else's home? home? Listen, I don't know. Some people do. But, like, going to someone else's home and, like, answering... If somebody called on their cell phone and just you answered that, like, reached over them, picked up their phone and answered it, and then hung up. Who the fuck are Mm. you? I've never related to anything more in my life than when Bella says, You listen to me, Jacob Black. (laughs) Because me always. Like, (laughs) that's me always. And then all he says after that is he's like, Bye, Bells. And then he leaves. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, well, f- okay, we skipped some very important context, my dude, which sets up the entire okay. chapter. Okay. Because That's who true. was on the phone 
from what we are aware of, Dr. Carlo Cohen. Well, he thinks, yeah, I, he thinks did you Cohen. Did you listen to me at all? <laughs> I just said from what we, are, what we are aware of and what they are aware of, Dr. Carlo Cohen. It's not, spoiler alert, it's not, but... It's not. No. So... I, I would like to go through my annotations real quick because because uh, I'm also in the mindset that this is Dr. Carlo Cullen. So it says, hey, Dr. Carlo Cullen, I'm literally just right, ah, all caps, because I'm very excited. <laughs> and that's how we express genuine emotion. And then <laughs> it says, well, what did he want? As if Carlisle would hang up on anybody. Yeah. First of all. Fuck, absolutely not. Shut it down. But Daddy then, Malfoy would never. Yeah, never. Well, that's I'm, not true. Daddy Malfoy would. <laughs> Carlisle would never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta, you know, draw the line somewhere. But Jacob says that he asked where Charlie was. And then, once again, ah, in all caps, because I'm also very excited about this. Because this is also, even, even when it's not Carlisle, it is reinforcing the Carlisle and Charlie love story. Yes. And it's very amazing to me. <laughs> yes, I love it. But yeah, and then... Jacob lacks his deuces and leaves like a fucking asshole. <laughs> he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Hey, bitch, I just took your phone call and now I'm going to leave. Deuces. Bye. Later. Yeah, exactly. Fucking stay out of my territory. Fucking wolf boy territory. Out of here. Bye. And just like rise on a skateboard outside of the home. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely no shits. Yeah. Just flipping yeah. off everyone. <laughs> and so the, the messed up thing about all of this, right, is Bella realizes that it wasn't Carlisle, it was Edward. And she's yeah. like, oh yeah, I mean, it's totes fine. Once he figures out that, like, it wasn't my funeral that he was talking about, it'll be fine. Like, he'll just call back and we'll sort it out and it'll be all good. <sighs> and Alice is just staring at her. Yeah. This entire time. Being like, motherfucker. You think he'll just call back? This Gemini hey, just will just up call on back? The, I want to follow up on the funeral situation. Just want to make sure that's, <laughs> uh, that we're talking about the right person at this funeral situation that I'm going to right now currently. The love of my life is there. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, girl. I, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Well, especially because of the fact, so it's apparent that Rose talked to Edward first. And mm-hmm. so Rosalie told Edward that Bella died. And he's like, my wife? Absolutely not. So he calls to confirm and Jacob says that Charlie is at a funeral. And he's like, nope, that's all I needed. Literally bye. As a Gemini would. Right. And so, of course, he's like, nope, gotta go be my Romeo self and end this because my wife is gone. My wife. My wife. Oh um, my and <laughs> like... <laughs> and so it took you three I, tries to do that and it's still not I was, worth it shut up i was trying to be subtle about it and i just i'd finally just committed yeah to okay it. anyway um first of all it'll be fine because of course edward would call back if we were still talking as if but no they're not talking so of course he's gonna be his romeo self and just go and end this obviously so she's having this whole conversation with herself, and Alice is just staring at her until she figures it out. Yeah. Bella, uh, my girl, babe, my wife, on. please stop. So then they have to figure out what the hell to do next. Yeah, because Edward's running off to the Voltori to literally kill himself, because that's great. Very good. Yeah, because this is a young adult novel. Because this is just setting up really nice, healthy relationships and ways to deal with emotions and trauma. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Stephanie. 
And also, but also, Bella's like, yeah, well, he left. Like, he knew he was gonna outlive me at some point, which I'm like, yes, fair. (laughs) Like, he definitely is very emotional for stuff that he knew was gonna happen. But, you know, it's fine. It's just so messed up. So, anyway, this is when things start to get tense because Alice is like, we gotta go. Bella's like, yep, "Yep, gotta go, bye. And Jake's (laughs) like, um, excuse me, you don't get to leave. I gotta walk out first. And... (sighs) So they decide to have this faux conflict where Jake's pissed, Bella's pissed. Alice is like, can you guys stop? We need to go. Like, they're literally making something out of nothing. Like, this is not at the top of your priorities right now, my dudes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Same. Bambi, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Especially because, okay, so there's there's a line of it, too, where Bella literally says, like, argue when we get back and that's what i'm saying too (laughs) um so bella writes a note to charlie where she's like dad i love you but i gotta go we've done this i'm sorry this is bad timing (laughs) sorry all your friends are dead bye (laughs) yep exactly and i don't know i mean they get in a car and they go and i think that the sucky thing about this too right is so jake's last words to her is like don't die bella (laughs) Um, and of course, because of the fact that he's making something out of nothing, Bella is not only upset about Edward, but now she's upset about Jake too, Mm -hmm. which is fucked. Yep. And so the chapter ends with her yelling at Jake to take care of Charlie and they leave. Yep. And the last line of this is a popular highlight, just so you know. So that's great. I don't know. Yeah, Wait, is it the, the whole thing or is it just a piece of a shoe? Because that's a very important distinction to make. Both of those last sentences are a popular okay. highlight. Got it. Because that would be very funny if it was just 9,000 people highlighted a piece of a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why would they do that? Why? <laughs> that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Next week, <sighs> chapters fucking 19 and 20. Yay. Boing, boing, boing. Boing, boing, this is Nearbud Media Production. You can follow us on Twitter at Earbud Media. If you want to pitch a show to the network, you can do so at Earbud Media. On t- if you want to pitch a show to the network, you can do so at bit.ly forward slash Earbud Pitch. And also listen to one of our other Earbud Media shows like Fem as Fuck, aka Fem AF, which you can find on SoundCloud and Twitter and all the places that you listen to podcasts there. And it's very great. So listen to it. Thank you. Hell yeah. You can follow this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight. We also have a Tumblr, which is Allie's just main way of living at this point. It's, it's so perfect, y'all. Show.tumblr.com. If you want to send us an email, you can do so at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. And if you want to help support our show, you can do so via our Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to a lot of cool bonus stuff and just wonderful things from us truly. And you can find that at patreon.com slash the twilight. If you don't have money, we got you, fam. It's gonna be okay. You can rate and review us on iTunes, and that costs three ninety nine. Literally nothing. Just fucking do it. It takes two <laughs> seconds. Follow your goddamn dreams. And if you don't, I want to say at this point, like, who are you? Why are you? Why? Why do you hate us? Why? Why? <laughs> I feel like I'm going why through the seven stages us? of grief. I feel like I'm going through the seven stages of grief with this rating on iTunes. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> Just why? Why? <laughs> but if you want to go the extra mile, you can 
fill out a survey, which will help us get sponsors and help us get that cash flow going. You can find that at bit.ly forward slash into the survey. You'll also probably be able to hear a little shout out of ours coming up on a podcast called Coffee with Creechel very soon. Ooh, ooh, crossover. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> Um, so our amazing artwork is done by the amazing Maddie Padilla. If you haven't checked out Maddie Padilla stuff yet, like what the actual fuck are you doing? Honestly, um, Maddie's amazing shit can be found at your ghost host 44 on Instagram. Our fantastic bop of music for our intro and outro is done by Eli Krause. You can find... You can find Eli's stuff at krausfilms.com. This is my obligatory time to call Eli a shithead that I adore. Um, (laughs) So for this week, I was thinking that um, our two lovely BBs should be like actual current events that are happening. So I was thinking for Maddie, um, she should be the not your White House correspondent dinner oh yeah the Samantha right? B thing I think that's what that's it was good. called yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I like for that Eli I was thinking um the what is it called the fire festival oh <laughs> that's funny I like that a lot yeah I don't know I don't know how you pronounce it but that one you the know, shit show in the Bahamas yeah listen <laughs> I'm glad we're transgressing to my field of journalism and this is now a news podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how I feel right that's now. That's very good. I like that a them. lot. Uh, you can find Allie yeah. on the internet everywhere at 23ofme. And you can find me on the internet at Cody Captures or CodyCo.co. Boy, boy, boy. Ow, ow. What do we got, boys? Okay, so I didn't give you a choice this week. Great. I hate decisions, so. <laughs> oh, great. Well, so this week's fan fiction is titled Grown Up by the author A. Kingsley. Great. The description is New Moon. Edward leaves. Bella turns 25. Seven years later, she still Ah. lives in Forks. Her dreams didn't come true. Unhappy and lonely, Bella lost hope to find the Cullens, but one accident changed everything. This fan fiction was published five hours ago. Like, it just started five hours ago? Yes, correct. Wow. Not updated, published, five hours ago. Wow. Well, you know... Live your dreams, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to judge? I have a Twilight podcast, so. Yep. So this is from chapter one in Ordinary Life. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Sometimes, y'all, I wonder why I started this, and I don't have anybody to blame. The client hasn't sorted out how the locks worked, but I kept silent. If I wanted to pretend a professional, it's his choice. The man continued to examine the bag, primed, knitted his brow, but didn't want to ask questions. Actually, I could really help him. I've worked in the store since my school days. That's weird. It seems to have happened so recently, but it was like seven years ago. I haven't noticed when I started to bite my lip. I felt the familiar taste of salt and metal. Damn, I need to be careful. I shouldn't do anything reckless or stupid. That phrase still haunted me. Of course, I should stop dreaming and move on. By the way, I made progress, you know. Many events happened in these seven years. My class finished school. I have been distracted since I turned 18, so it influenced on my school leaving certificate. My parents tried to cheer me up. They kept saying I would succeed next year. 
I needed some time, that's all. Damn time. I would go up to university next time and scene. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, literally, things happened when I was 18. Seven years later, things happened during... <laughs> what? Why would you pick... Why would you... I just... You know, I don't even... I just... You know, fuck, as we say it for... <laughs> as we say in forks, y'all, things happen. <laughs> and get bit. <laughs> <laughs>